Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the bridge. Would you stand with us this morning as we praise, as we worship? We're going to sing together and thank God for all that he's done in our lives. Can we just lift up a shout of praise right now? Come on. We worship you, God. Be exalted in this place. We praise you for all you've done, God, for all that you are. Amen.
alive. Church, you need to act like you're alive this morning, all right? That's what we're going to sing about right now. The church is alive. We're not a dead church. We're alive. Amen? Come on. Hope erupting. Darkness shaking. Darkness shaking. Faith is rising. Today is going to be a little bit different. We're going to take a little bit uh, more time in worship, singing together. 
thanking God for all that he's done and all that he is in our lives. And I believe that this morning, we know that God's presence is, is here with us. We know God's presence is everywhere. His imminent presence is everywhere. But there's something to be said about his manifest presence that shows up when the body of Christ comes together in one place and lifts their voices, lifts their hands in praise and adoration and expectation. You know that when someone is expecting a child, things look different, right? Their house looks different. The, the wife looks different, right? You have to say that carefully. But there's something to be said about that. If you are expecting God to do something in your life this morning, something needs to look different in this place. It's not just a normal Sunday. It's not just a normal day where, we're, yeah, we're going to sing a couple of songs and then we're going to hear a message. Listen, we need to let faith rise in this place this morning, church. Can we do that together? Can we lift our hands right now? God, we ask right now that you would move by your Holy Spirit in this place. God, we don't hope, we don't wish, we expect. We let faith rise in our hearts and in this place. As we lift our voices, God, we know that worship is not about us. It's about you. But God, as you inhabit the praises of your people, you dwell in those praises. You are free to do what you do best, God. Heal the brokenhearted. Transform lives. God, whatever people are believing for this morning, God, that you would show yourself strong, that you would show yourself mighty in their lives. So we lift up praise as the voice of our faith. And we lift up worship as the voice of our love for you, God. Move in this place, God.
no matter what may come, no matter what mountain may be in our way, there is hope on the other side because you are a miracle worker, God. You are a good, good Father, Jesus. You never let us go. We praise you, Jesus. Let the kingdom of my heart be the mountain where I run, the fountain I drink from, oh, he is my soul. Let the kingdom of my heart be the shadow.
this is a, a special day, a unique day, a day of some extended worship. We're going to be sharing God's word for just a few minutes. Then we're going to be praying for needs and worshiping God a little more. But right now, I want to get you to think about two things from that song, just two thoughts. Number one, God is good. God is good. How many, how many believe God's good? You believe God? Okay. Then what we need to do is not just make it corporate, but make it personal. Where I say, God, you are good. You are good. Would you just lift your hands for a moment? Just tell God how great you think he is. Father, we worship you today. We honor you, and we know that you are good. God, you are good to me. Your hand of blessing is seen all over my life. I thank you that you have better plans for me than I have for myself. You've prepared a future for me, and I'm going to walk into it holding on to you. Because, God, you are good. You are good. And I thank you for that today. And then there's, hang on, there's, there's one more thought here. The other thought from that song is, God, you're never going to let me down. How many believe God's faithful to his word today? Preparing our hearts is a step of faith. I want us to tell God that we believe him, we trust him, and we know he's never going to let us down. Let's do that right now. Father, and we put our faith in you. We ask you to prepare our hearts for what you're about to say to us, what you're about to do in our individual lives, because you have never let us down. Your word is true. You have never failed us. You're not going to fail us now, but you're going to do exactly what you promised that you would do. And we believe you today in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give God praise one more time this morning. Hey, it's an honor today because it's the last Sunday of the month. We've got the Bridge Youth in service with us today. Give the Bridge Youth a hand this morning. Now, because the service is a little different today, folks are still coming in. If you've got room in your aisles, move in, make room. The youth are going to be finding their seats right now. So instead of having you turn and mix, I want to get right into God's Word. So go ahead and find your seats if you would quickly. And let's dive into God's Word today. Welcome. We're glad you're here today. Like I said, it's a little different Sunday. We're going to be praying for people's needs in just a few moments. I believe right now God has some things he wants to say to us individually and as a church. So the next few minutes we're going to focus on God's word. I've got four main thoughts I'm going to share the next few minutes, and then we're going to be praying. So if you've got a Bible, turn to Mark chapter 10. Mark chapter 10. We're going to read beginning at verse... 46 here in just a moment. Mark chapter 10, verse number 46. Let's read together. Now they came to Jericho. This is speaking of Jesus and his disciples. They came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho, as Jesus is leaving Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude of people, follow the story with me, 
with a great multitude of people, blind Bartimaeus. Everybody say blind Bartimaeus. Blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. Look at the next verse. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Verse 48. Then many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Verse 49. So Jesus stood still and commanded him, Bartimaeus, to be called. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer. What he was saying was, Chill out, chill out. Be of good cheer. Rise, Jesus is calling you. Verse 50. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and he came to Jesus. Verse 51. So Jesus answered and said to him, what do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Rabboni, or Lord, that I may receive my sight. And finally, verse 52, then Jesus said to him, go your way, your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and he followed Jesus on the road. This morning, I want to just share four quick thoughts with you about this story that I believe God's given me to encourage you today. I'm convinced that the two or three times a year when we set aside a Sunday with extra worship and a time of prayer, I'm convinced that God always responds to our faith. This is a day of faith. It's a day of expectation. But we look at this man, who, the Bible says his name was Bartimaeus. If you look a little bit closer... He was known as Blind Bartimaeus. Blind Bartimaeus. Over time, the Scripture doesn't tell us here exactly how long he had been blind, if it was from birth, if there was an accident, if there was an illness. It doesn't say. It simply says there's this guy sitting by the roadside at Jericho. He's one of the beggars. He's sitting there. He's blind. And everybody knew him as Blind Bartimaeus. It's interesting. Even for those of us who believe in God, it's interesting how many times we allow our weaknesses and our failures and our shortcomings and our needs to define us. This man Bartimaeus became defined by his need. What was his need? He was blind. And they didn't just call him Bartimaeus. It was blind Bartimaeus. Today, I believe God wants all of us, number one, to stop and to realize we are not to allow anything from our past, anything that's happened to us, any need in our life. We're not to allow that need to define our future and define who we are in Christ Jesus. We cannot be defined by our needs. We cannot become the beggar that Bartimaeus was. Now, let me just walk you through this real quick. Bartimaeus was known as blind Bartimaeus. Think about that. That's his identity. He took down that identity. Everybody called him Blind Bartimaeus because it described him. This guy sat by the roadside every day begging. He became a beggar because of his condition. He took the cup. He took the tag. And he said, this is who I am. This is what I will be. But if you go a little bit further and you do some research, you'll find out that even in the days of Jesus, there were thieves and liars and connivers. 
who would take advantage of situations. There were people who would try to get in among the beggars and act like beggars and hold out their cups and their pans trying to get something from people who would be passing by, a coin or a bill, just something to sustain them for another day. So what the cities would do, what many of the principalities would do is they would certify beggars. And if a beggar was really qualified and certified to be a beggar, they would allow them to sit on beggar's row. And to make sure everybody knew they were certified by the government, they would give them the beggar's coat that said, I am a beggar. I have a need that I cannot meet. Therefore, if you can help me sustain my life, please help me. And so Bartimaeus, day after day, wore this identity. His need became every day. His need became his future. His need became his life. It swallowed him up. The pain, the hurt, everything going on in his life, it consumed him. And no matter who he thought he wanted to be, he only could be blind Bartimaeus. Now, I don't do this today for any reason except to illustrate the point. Can't you imagine this guy? He takes on the role. He takes on the identity. He sits on beggar's row. He goes every morning. They lead him down. They sit him down. And as people pass by, he begs for something from the bypassers. But one day, Jesus came along. Evidently, he'd heard about Jesus. Evidently, he knew knew that, that this man opens up blinded eyes. He cleanses lepers. He's even raised the dead. This guy's a miracle worker. And as Jesus and his disciples are passing through town, all of a sudden this guy who has this identity of need and this life of blindness and shortcoming, he rises up and he begins to cry out, Oh, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, Jesus, I'm over here. I've heard what you can do. Please don't leave without seeing me. I need to see you. Let me tell you something. When Jesus shows up on the scene, everything changes. Everything. And here this guy sits, he begins to rise up a little bit and say, Hey, Jesus, I'm over here, beggar's row. I'm the blind guy. I'm Bartimaeus. I'm over here. Jesus, Jesus. And the crowd around him begins to say, Bartimaeus, Bartimaeus, you need to be quiet. I can hear the other beggars. Hey, dude, be quiet. We're all over here, okay? We're all in this thing together. We've all got a need. You know, just sit down and be quiet. But Bartimaeus gets louder and louder. Jesus, Jesus, don't miss me. This is my only chance. I'm over here. Can I just tell you something today? You don't want to let the voice of doubters temper your faith. Don't let the doubters talk you down from faith. You know why? Beggar's row is full of doubters. Beggar's row is full of doubters. Don't let their words discourage you. Don't give up on your faith. And then we get to a third thing. As Jesus passed by, passes by with this huge crowd, with this guy screaming off in the distance, Jesus says, what in the world is going on? Who is that guy? And somebody says, ah, that's just blind Bartimaeus. Don't pay attention to him. And Jesus says, no, 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 no. Bring him out to me. I want to see him. What do you do when Jesus calls your name? What do you do when Jesus calls your name? You know... We sit here today, and and I've I've read the verses. I'm telling you the story of Bartimaeus. We think, wow, that's a cool story. That's a great story. But that was 2,000 years ago, and that was in the day of Jesus. Let me tell you what's happening in this room today. 
While we've been worshiping God, when we did transition and we talked about the fact that God is good and God is never going to let us down, some of you begin to have something stir inside of you. That was Jesus calling your name saying, today I'm going to meet you right where you are. Today I'm going to touch your life and I'm going to meet your need. They said, Jesus said, who is that? Oh, it's just Bartimaeus. Bring him out to me. What do you do when Jesus calls your name. Some of you today are having Jesus call your name. Inside, you know this is your day to have God do something new and fresh and miraculous in your life. So what do you do? Here's what you do. Here's Bartimaeus. He's got his beggar's coat on. He's got his identity. And somebody says, okay, Bartimaeus, you wanted to see Jesus? He's calling for you. You know what he did? The Bible says first thing he did was he began to rise. Some of us need to get up off of our lowly, doubtful bottoms and rise up and say, this is a new day and God's about to do something new in my life. We need a new posture of faith. It says he arose and then they led him over to Jesus. He came to Jesus. The faith that caused him to cry out. When he heard that Jesus recognized him, he rose up and he went to Jesus. Some of us in this house today need to understand that sometimes the answer to your prayer is you rising up and going to Jesus. And then the most amazing thing happened. Now, two things really, but let, let me show it to you. When Bartimaeus rises up, Scripture says he rose up and then... He said, here, I'm not going to need this stuff anymore because my life's about to change. Some of us in this house today need to rise up and say, I believe God. I believe God's going to do what he's promised. This is my day of change. I don't need these glasses anymore. I don't need this beggar's robe. As a matter of fact, you might as well burn that thing. Don't give it to anybody else. Nobody else needs to be there because Jesus is in town. He's here. He's here. So they lead him to Jesus. It's so amazing to me. He gets in front of Jesus, and here's what Jesus says. What do you want me to do for you? Isn't that the most odd question? I know it's just the way I'm wired, but if I'd been Bartimaeus, I'd probably said, duh. <laughs> you know, I, I'm the one, you know. You saw where I came from. You know, you know who I am and what I am. Here's the problem. Some of us are so consumed with an ideology of man that says, well, God's going to do what God's going to do, and what I want God to do doesn't mean anything, and, you know, it doesn't make any difference if I ask or not because God's going to be God, and God's only going to do what God's going to do. I told the staff this week when we had prayer for, for our services today, there's a story in the New Testament of Jesus when he was working miracles, going from village to village, I mean, doing miraculous things, he comes to his own hometown. And the people rise up and say, wait a minute, wait a minute, we know this guy. He's the carpenter's son. That's Mary and Joseph's boy. Nah, this can't be. There's no way this guy's a son of God. There's no way this guy's a prophet. He's not a miracle worker. We know this guy. Scripture says Jesus left his own hometown, and he couldn't do great miracles there because of their unbelief. I'm not going to stay here long, but just listen to me for a moment. 
One thing that Bartimaeus did was he said, I am not going to sit there in the unbelief. I'm going to kick this stuff away. I don't need this anymore. My life is about to change. He went to Jesus. And Jesus says, what do you want me to do for you? Bartimaeus said, I want my sight. See, some of us get consumed with the thing. Well, Bible says he knows what I need even before I ask. Yeah, but he didn't tell you not to ask. Over and over again, even Jesus said, ask for the things you need. Ask for the things you need. Ask for the things you need. We need to be specific. We need to be bold. See, Bartimaeus could have said, well, you know, I've been on beggar's row for 18 years. And you know, if, if I could just have a comfortable seat to sit in, I'd feel a lot better about things, Jesus. Hello? That's what some of us do. Oh, Jesus, if, if, if I could just get a newer beggar's robe, I'd, I'd look better at least. Maybe I'd get more money. Or maybe you could cause somebody to come along and throw some bigger bills in my plate. No, he was bold. He was specific. He went right to the need and he said, I want to be healed. I want my eyesight. And the last thing that happens, Jesus says to him, Bartimaeus, go your way. Your faith has made you Last thing is, you need to receive it. You don't need to sit there and debate it. Don't let the theologians talk you out of it. Trust God, act on your faith, and when God touches you, just turn around and go your way and proclaim that God has supplied your need. Walk away in faith. In a few minutes, we're going to pray for needs here in the building. Every time we have a Sunday like this, we always have great testimonies of what God does. And today, I want to ask you, what do you need God to do for you? What do you need God to do for you? Be specific, be bold. What do you need God to do for you? What do you want from God today? Some of you have sat here and your heart stirred, you're realizing, wow, this could be my day. It's time for us to respond as Bartimaeus did. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. The worship team's coming out right now to get in place. We're going to sing one more song of worship and praise and expectation. It's a song about healings and miracles. We're going to sing this song of faith and expectation. Then we're going to pray. But I'm going to ask everyone to stand right there where you are. We're going to prepare our hearts for what God's about to do. And as we begin to sing this song, I need everybody to understand what I'm asking you to do, so I want, I want you to listen closely. I've prayed about this for several days, not just three or four days, several days, since God first dropped this Sunday in my heart. I've prayed about this. Bartimaeus cried out to God. Some of us need to get serious enough to not care what the rest of beggars think, just start crying out to God for God to meet our need. Second thing is we need to rise up and come to Jesus. This may all be new to you today. But I'm going to ask you to do something with me. I believe this is a God thing. If you've got a need today and you want to see God meet that need, I want you to put your faith in action, and I'm going to ask you to come and just stand right here at the front of the building. We'll probably cover the front of the building, probably fill the aisles halfway back, maybe more. But if you've got a need and you want to see God meet that need today, right now as the worship team begins to lead us in song, go ahead and come find a place, okay?
about to pray this morning, and this is a beautiful sight. Some people would sit in the back and say, well, there's so much need here, and I see it from this side. There's so much faith here. You, I, I see people who've risen up, threw it off, and said, no, I don't need this stuff anymore. Jesus is about to change everything. Here's, here's what we're going to do. Two things. Number one, we're going to pray. And I want you to be bold, and I want you to be specific. Be bold, be specific. Right now, I believe Jesus is asking, what do you want me to do for you? You know his word, you know his promises. Tell him exactly what you want him to do. Be bold and be specific. When we finish this, then we're going to worship God for, for just a moment together with song one more time. But right now, here's what I want you to do. is a sign of your faith. Just lift your hands to heaven. Pastor Zach, if you would come over on this side, and if you would come join me here. Pastor Corey, you kind of stand on that side. We're going to extend our hands over you. If you're at your seats, just extend your hands out towards these who have needs right now. We're going to pray right now. Lift your voice. Tell God exactly what you want him to do. Father, in the name of Jesus, across this house right now, we rise in faith. We rise from a place of defeat. We rise from a place of need. We rise from a place of doubt and unbelief. And we say, I believe in you. I believe. I believe you can, and I believe you will. And Father, in the name of Jesus, across this room, for young and old alike, I ask you, Father, to bring healing to sick bodies. Those who are fighting sickness, those who are fighting disease, we ask that the great physician would get involved and just bring healing right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray for those who have material needs and financial needs. I pray, Father, that you will get involved and you will bring provision into their lives from unknown expected directions. Father, be their source and be their God right now. Father, I pray right now for the one who has an emotional need and a spiritual need. I pray right now that the Spirit of God would begin to rise up within them and begin to bring healing and correction into that life, that the chains of the enemy would be broken and they would not be defined by the past failures any longer and by things that people have put on them, but they would be freed to follow you, to serve you and walk with you, to walk away from all the past in Jesus' name. Father, I pray right now, God, for marriages, for families that are in, in, in turmoil right now, God, I pray for love to flow, communication and understanding to flow between husbands and wives, parents and children, siblings right now. Father, I pray that you'd break down the barriers, the things that interfere, and God, as we lift these needs to you, we call it out specifically and boldly and ask you to do it in Jesus' name. Amen. Now let's begin to praise God together. Would you do that? Let's begin to praise God. Come on, let's lift our hands in faith. We're going to sing this. I believe.
I think he probably looked over toward his buddies on beggar's row and said, don't call me blind, Bartimaeus, anymore. You know what we're going to do now? We're going to walk out of that need. We're going to walk out of that need. We're going to leave it laying right there where we are. We're going to walk out of that need. How many are ready to walk into that new life and new blessing? Are you ready for that? Okay. church who absolutely positively is in need of a miracle but I believe right now is the time and the moment for God to finish what he started just reach out your hands right now we're going to see God do a miracle here today Father in the name of Jesus we lay hands on Savannah according to your word Father I ask you for a miraculous healing in her body Father we know what the doctors have said we know the confusion that they have and and don't know how to proceed from here but you are the great physician Father, we lay hands on her according to your word, and we say, Savannah, be healed in the name of Jesus. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Let all of that fall off of you. You're not going to be defined by that anymore. You are healed and whole in Jesus' name. Be freed and go out in the name of Jesus. Let's give God praise. Would you do that? change the order. Pastor Corey, come on up here. Yeah, I, I love it when we have the Bridge Youth in service with us. I, I love you guys. You are the church right now. Right now, you are the church. Not someday, right now, you're the church. I'm going to ask Pastor Corey to pray a prayer. Our kids have just gone back to school. I'm going to pray that God reveals himself to them in a new way, that they know God at this young age, and they make a difference in our city. Go ahead and pray. You know, just just as a moment to just build your faith, I, I was thinking this week as pastor asked me to pray, uh, I'm going to come and I'm going to pray that students would come alive in their faith and that we would take over our school campuses. But can I just tell you this morning that that's already happening? The, the, the president of the Christian club at Chaparral is right here with us this morning. Her name's Jessica. We, we're currently... We're currently holding down two more Christian clubs at Bella Vista Middle School and James Day Middle School. 
And right with us this morning, we have, we have three high school students, two girls and, and a guy who right now are fighting to have a Christian club on their campus. They've already been told no by their principal, but they're saying we're not going to take no for an answer. We're going to fight for this. We're going to believe for this. In, in Acts chapter 2, verse 17, it says, in the last days, God will pour out I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. God, right now, we just declare in Jesus' name that this is going to be a generation that will stand for you. No compromise. There isn't going to be one foot in and one foot out. They aren't going to live on the fence anymore. But in Jesus' name, they're going to come alive in their faith. They're going to walk in passion. God, they're going to believe for the impossible. I pray in Jesus' name. What are generation, our generation's ceiling is going to be their floor. God, and I just believe that right now in Jesus' name, you're calling out prophets and pastors and worship leaders and children's pastors and missionaries amongst these young people. And God, it starts in our schools. And we are just declaring right now in Jesus' name that our schools belong to you, Jesus. We are declaring for miracles. We're declaring the impossible right now. I pray that in Jesus' name that these young people would walk in faith. And based off of Matthew 21, 22, we are declaring, God, that you said if we, whatever we ask in prayer, if we have faith, then we will receive it. So right now, we just declare that we're going to receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We're going to pray one more prayer before we change the order of things. I know some of you have been standing a few minutes. If you have to sit down, you can, but otherwise, please remain standing. We're heading into our fall. Fall is all time, always a, a great time of year. Uh, our bridge women will be kicking off. Bridge men with man-to-man will be kicking off. Connect groups will be launching for the rest of the year, heading into the holiday season. I want us to pray for God to bless us and direct us and guide us that amazing things happen in this church throughout this fall and everything that God's leading us to do. Anne, if you would, come and lead us in prayer, okay? Just join with Anne as she leads. Thank you, Father. God, we just come before you. We join our faith right now. And Father, as we as a Bridge Church staff and leaders have been seeking you for the last several months and for your direction for this fall season and moving forward, God, we are carrying such an excitement in our hearts for all that you have in store and all that you want to do. And God, I just pray that each and every one of us who call the Bridge home, that we would have that excitement in our hearts and be ready and eager and willing to jump in and to jump in further than we've ever jumped in before. God, I pray that we would not just be spectators standing on the sidelines, but God, that we would recognize that you have more for us and that we'd be willing to take that step out, that we'd be willing to get involved, to get connected more than we've ever connected before, that we'd be willing to open our hearts to others and connect it relationally with others, God. Father, I pray that there would just be a deeper sense of connections throughout this body, that our lives and our hearts would connect with each other, that you would build bridges between us, that you would create bonds between us, God, that there would be a deep sense of unity beyond what we've ever experienced to this point, and Father, as our hearts unite around you, God, I pray that you will 
will do miraculous things through us. That, God, we will unite for your purposes. God, that we will step into greater destiny as we allow our lives to connect with each other. God, I pray that we will connect for your glory. God, that you will use us to accomplish your purposes. Not just within our own life will we see your purposes accomplished, but, God, beyond our lives in this church, in this valley. God, that we will see you do all that you desire to do in and through us in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Let's give God praise one more time. Would you join me? Father, we love you. Praise pray for one more miracle this is the greatest miracle of all see I believe the greatest miracle is when God picks up a life that's been lost confused trying to find the way to God and into eternity and that person meets God and God wipes away all their past all their sins forgives them cleanses them with the blood of Jesus and brings them into his family a life changed it's the greatest miracle of all Maybe you've been in this service today and you know, maybe you've kind of been involved but kind of not or maybe you feel like you're on the outside looking in. But as you've been here today, you realize, wow, there, there's something real in this place. God is in this house. Can I tell you, at this church, we're not about religion. We're about building relationship with God. And here's the thing. God loves you so much. He put his own son on a cross to pay for your sins to wash away your past so that you could come into his family guilt-free and become a part of his family and have a life like you've never known before and have eternity settled forever and ever and ever. God wants to bring you into that relationship. He extends forgiveness and grace to you, but he needs you to say, yes, I'm in. I'm in. He extends grace, but he's got to see faith. We respond to God with words of prayer to say, yes, God, I'm in. I want to lead everybody in the house right now. I'm going to ask everybody to pray this with me so that people around you are comfortable praying. All I ask you to do is wrap your heart around these words and let's pray this prayer together. Let's put our faith in Jesus. Say after me. Say, God, I need you. And I say yes to you. I need you in my life. I believe Jesus is the Son of God, died for my sins, was raised from the dead. I accept Jesus as my Savior. I want you to become the Lord of my life. And from this moment forward, I ask you, God, to be my Father. And I will follow you all the days of my life. Thank you for receiving me. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Now. Some of you say, well, it's starting to get a little bit late. We're almost finished. We've got two or three things we want to do here. I just want to tell you, if you prayed that prayer and it's the first time you've committed your life to God or, or maybe you've been the prodigal and you just come home, we want to give you a little tool to get you started walking with God. When service is over, we'll have prayer teams at the front of the building. Got a little booklet called The Next Seven Days. It'll just explain to you how much God loves you and how he wants to be involved in your life. We want to give that to you. No strings attached. All you need to do is come forward to one of these teams and just say, can I get the booklet? If you want to visit, if you've got questions, if you want prayer for something else, if you just want to get it and go, that's okay. We simply want to help you get started walking with God because this is not the end of the journey. It's just the beginning. If
if you're in a big rush, you can go out just as you exit the building between the glass doors. There's a table set up there with a sign overhead that says the next seven days. If you're in a big rush, you can go there and get the same booklet there. We simply want to help you get started walking with God. Now, I'm going to ask everybody here to do one thing with me. As all of you down front are returning to your seats, let's put our hands together and welcome new people into God's family. God is doing in our church and our lives this morning. Come on, one more time. Let's just praise Him. Let's thank Him. Amen. If you can just be seated for just a moment. We have just a couple more things that we want to do, and I, I do want to ask everybody, this is really important, unless you absolutely have to go. We have a very, very important and special announcement that we're wanting to make at the end of our service today, so please hang tight because we want to communicate something that's coming up that's really, really important to you today. But before we get there, we want to take just a couple of moments and do a couple of things real quick. First of all, today has been a little bit different. <laughs> if you're a regular here at the bridge, you know that usually we're not on our feet quite that long all throughout the entire service. But I want to say to everybody that's here for the very first time, thank you, thank you, thank you for being here today. We are incredibly grateful that you have chosen to spend Sunday morning with us. We say this all the time around here. We know that there are a lot of great churches in this valley. So anytime somebody chooses to spend Sunday morning with us in church at the bridge, we want you to know that it means so much to us. We are incredibly grateful that you would choose to be with us today. So thank you so much for taking the time to be here. We want to help you as much as we possibly can to get connected here at this house to find out more about what's happening at the Bridge Church. So let me just personally invite you, as soon as the service is over, please stop by the Connection Center right after service. As soon as you go out these first exit doors to your right-hand side, there's a desk there. There's a sign that says Connection Center right above it. We have a great team that's there. They'd love to meet you, answer your questions, tell you more about the church, about the things that are coming up. But just as much as anything else, we want to find out more about you and how we can help you get connected here. That's why we're here. That's why our team serves there. So we want to serve you as best we can and help you find home at the bridge. We really are grateful that you're here today and we value your time and we're, we're just again grateful that you would choose to spend Sunday morning with us. So thank you so much. If you are a regular part of the bridge, can we put our hands together today and welcome all of our guests in the house? Awesome. Well, right now, last but not least, last but first, we're going to bring our tithes and our offerings into God's house. This is where we bring the first fruits of our income and our increase into God's house like he's asked us to do. So this morning as we give, I just want to remind you again why we give. We give, number one, to honor God. We don't give to get. We give because it's a privilege and it is an absolute honor to thank God for his provision in our lives. Is anybody grateful for God's goodness in your finances and his provision for your life? 
This is our opportunity to say thank you, God. We choose to thank you, to have hearts of gratitude, and partner with you in building the local church. And I want to say thank you for your generosity and giving. Thank you for your faithfulness. Our church is able to do what we're doing in our community and through our partnerships around the world because of people's generosity. We do not take it lightly. We do not take it for granted. And we are incredibly grateful for your generosity. And I want to say also that if you're a guest with us today, please be our guest. There is never any pressure. There's never any compulsion to give. We give a free will offering because we choose to say thank you to God because he has been good to us. Amen. So as our ushers come this morning to receive our tithes and our offerings, I want to encourage you to give in confidence because God is entirely faithful. Amen. Let's watch church news this morning as we give. everyone. My name is Mia and I want to thank you for spending your Sunday in church with us. It is a pleasure getting to share the morning with you and your family. Summer is winding down and we are gearing up for fall at the bridge. That means connect groups, chick connection, man-to-man, and special fall events will be happening in the weeks ahead. We want you and your family to be here for all of it. So let's take a look at what's coming up at the bridge. Are you new to the bridge? Do you want to find your place in this church? If so, we would love to meet you. You and your family are invited to join us on Sunday, September 17th at Connecting. Come and hear the heart, mission, and vision of the Bridge Church and meet our pastors and team. Childcare is provided for kids, infant through fifth grade. Just sign up at the Connection Center so that we can plan for you. We'll see you on September 17th at 6 p.m. for Connecting. God's promise that I am more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ who saved me. I can run to any battle. I'm not frozen from my next step because I can stand against Satan. He cannot stand against the weapons God has given me. Our fall term of Connect Groups is kicking off in just two short weeks. We want to encourage everyone in our church to find a connect group that you can be a part of and build healthy, Christ-centered relationships into your life. And to help you find a connect group, we will be having a connect group expo on Sunday, September 10th to give everyone an opportunity to meet our group leaders, learn more about each group, and find out when and where they will be meeting. So make your plans to be here two weeks from today. Hang out after service and find a connect group that's most convenient for you. We look forward to helping you get more connected at the bridge this fall. If you're here for the first time, we want to meet you and help you find home at the bridge. Stop by the Connection Center after service and say hi. Our team is here to help, answer your questions, and tell you more about everything that's happening in church life. You can also stay connected by visiting our website, thebridgechurch.tv. There you will find details about everything that's coming up. And if you made a decision to follow Christ today, please pick up your free copy of the next seven days from one of our prayer teams or at the next seven days desk in the foyer. We want to help you start your walk with God. Thanks again for spending your Sunday at the bridge. Hey, I want you to know I love you. I appreciate you. There's no place I'd rather be on Sunday morning than right here hanging out with you guys. You guys are the best. We love you guys so much. Uh, I've got an announcement to make, and attached to that announcement is an ask, okay? Something I want to ask of you. We have been watching, as we always do, we kind of watch what we're doing as a church, where God's leading us, where we're growing, what areas are, are full, what areas need work. We're constantly monitoring what God's doing here. 
And one of the things that we've found through the years is when a building, this building gets to a certain capacity, growth has, for nine years, growth will drop a little bit. So what we did several years ago, we went from one service to two service, and the church continues to grow. Right now, on a Sunday morning, first service to second service, if we take the whole number of what's here on Sunday, how many people are here on Sunday, as a rule, it breaks down that about 35% of our total crowd is in first service and about 65% in second service. In other words, our second service total numbers, it's almost two to one. A lot of that is due to our children in part and then also our youth are in second service. Here's what we believe God has led us to do. We, we've done this in the past, and we're going to do it for the fall through the end of the year, and we'll re reassess things then. I'm going to ask as many of you who are willing to do so, if at all possible, join us at first service. Right now, first service is 9 o'clock, second service is 11 o'clock. Now, I know if you've got little children on Sunday morning, sometimes it's hard to get everybody up and everybody around. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to push both services back a half hour so that service starts at 9.30, first service, 11.30, second service. Now, you guys are like, wow, okay, that, that, I, that's cool. I had to explain to first service to all those old people who get up at 5 o'clock like me. <laughs> Not that I'm old, I just get up early. But I had to explain to all those people who get up at 5 o'clock and can't go back to sleep why we don't have an early service anymore. Here's the deal. As soon as we fill this building up at 9.30 and 11.30, then we'll add a 7.30 service for all the early risers, Okay. But, but here's the thing. We're going to start doing service at 9.30 and 11.30. Our first service is growing. But second service, some Sundays, our children's area is jammed out. There are Sundays when we have well over 300 kids back there, the two services combined. And the biggest part of that, two-thirds of it, second service. So I'm going to ask those of you who can, three weeks from today, September 17th, we'll start shifting our service times to 9.30 and 11.30. Those of you who can, who do get up a little bit earlier, come to first service join us at first service consider it ministry because you're making room for people okay and you look around our building today and i could count the number of seats that are open but you know what we're getting comfortably filled so we need to make room for more people so get involved in ministry make a shift with me to first service you know the youth are in here today when they're not in here you know, they go out at the end of worship most sundays when they go out we got plenty of room but we just want to make room for god to continue to reach people because we're about connecting people with god okay so i want you to know i love you today we're going to conclude service with one more song i'm going to ask you to get to your feet youth go ahead and run back down front because pastor aaron is getting ready to wrap somebody first somebody first service thought he was speaking in tongues but it is rap okay all right, you guys ready to have some fun with us? Come on. Waking up knowing there's a reason All my dreams come alive Life is for living with you I've made my decision
ain't know what living is Is it love if it was? Am I living it? Do I live in it? So astounding If love is an ocean that you could drown me The sweet embrace, the lovely taste I'll taste and see among the grace The place to be It means I'll never need an umbrella A cool in the cold in the hot weather Whether and never if ever Understand I'm a man in the hands of great plans To stand with faith and a life I've never known to touch Outside of my clutch But I'm like what's the dream of? What's the hope in? What's to die for? Live to no end This is living The life I've been given to give If I'm a living I'm a living to death Come on what's the dream of? What's the hope in? What's to die for? Live to no end This is living The life I've been given to give If I'm a living I'm a living to death Yeah Have an amazing Sunday. We'll see you next week.